everyone. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how we can keep our class under control. So let me show you my presentation. If you are listening from the podcast, you can follow along and you can ask me for the presentation later on. So in, in one of the books that I've read, um, it had like this part where they explained about um, students being more involved in disciplining themselves. And one of the extracts that I really liked was the most successful teachers took pains to explain both the rule itself and the reason behind it to the children. This was important in helping the children to see the need for the rule and therefore to accept it. And I really like this part because this really helps them to be more self-disciplined later on. Many times teachers, they have rules in the classroom as their classroom management and they have the system for the rewarding and the consequences. They do work. However, um, on bad days, the systems just doesn't work at all because the children, they don't understand why exactly they need to follow the rules. And this is something that I, I'm beginning to do myself in the class. Um, I have like reward system and consequences as well, but the consequences is not the main focus. Uh, I really don't believe in motivating children that much with things like stickers, um, lollipops, or even like this special party at, by the end of the school years, etc. Because things change, plans change. And sometimes the children, for example, they are not able to um, attend the course to the very end. And what then? So this is not really a good enough motivation for them to listen to you and to gain as many, for example, points as possible or collect as many um, stickers as possible. Because like in their mind, it's like, well, I'm not going to be here, for example, uh, in the last day of the semester because my family is taking me to Greece. So why for I need to listen to you because I'm not going to be able to enjoy this final party that we finally collected enough stickers for, as an example. So they need to have like a bigger motivation why they have to follow the rules. And the best way to do it is to explain to them why they need to follow the rules. Uh, in my classes, I usually say to them, oh, you know, because we need to make sure that we are listening to each other and so that we can finish each task faster and be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish for the day. Of course, with very young learners, we don't say that. With very young learners, it's more, it's different. It's it's a little bit different and they maybe need more things like a song at the end of the uh, lesson, maybe a cute little cartoon or perhaps they do need stickers. But I mean, for older children, they need to listen to the reason behind it. And they really do value your opinion. So if you do tell them, they will listen. Don't ever think like, oh, they're tweens, they're horrible, or they're teens, they're horrible. So I'm not gonna even be bothered like 
explaining them the rules and why we need them. They're not going to care. Actually, you will be really surprised on how much they do care and how much they will listen to you on that. Um, so once they understand the reason why they have to follow the rules, they accept it more and they will also monitor each other's behavior and it helps you more as a teacher because we teachers, we have so much in our minds, we have to deal with classroom management and we have to teach them the subject as well. But once you get them to be more disciplined on their own, all you need to do is teach them the subject. And of course, you know, monitor them from time to time just to make sure that they do get their, you know, um, rewards or they get their praises for their behavior. Um, when I say munchkins versus other munchkin is that when they start monitoring uh, their behavior, they also will monitor others' behavior for you. So for example, if Masha is misbehaving, Masha is actually not listening to me at this point, but maybe Misha on the other hand will be like, Masha, stop, we need to finish this task. Come on, we need to finish this. Listen to teacher so we can finish this exercise and move on to the next one. So, or they will think like, oh, we need to finish all the ad agendas today so we can, you know, start doing or start playing the game at the end of the lesson. Yeah. So these are the things that, you know, they are, they can do for you and you don't have to, you know, pick on one person particular every lesson. And especially for teenagers, as they have peer pressure, they will start um, <laughs> pressuring each other to follow along. Okay, so where to begin and how? Um, I know that sometimes it's just not enough to get the concept on um, explaining them the rules and having them to understand it right away in one lesson. Of course, it doesn't work like that, but there are ways to do it. So what I have is I have diaries. Yeah. Um, they work for both offline and online. And I use a system called Class Dojo. So what, what this is for is that the class diary is something to help us to understand what we've accomplished during that day, what we've learned that day. And if someone cannot explain what they've learned, then it means that you need to maybe monitor that student closer. And this, they can be doing it with a partner too. So at the end of their diary time, you can ask them like how many things we've managed to, to do. And they say like, oh, we did reading, writing, listening, and speaking. And if one skill is missed, you can prompt them on that. Like why? Yeah, why didn't we do listening? Is it because we didn't have this task today? Or is it because we didn't have enough time for it? why we didn't have enough time for that? Is it because the teacher had too many activities for us to do? Or is it because um, the class was just so crazy today that we weren't able to finish everything? Which one is it? 
And if they can manage to tell you like, oh, it's because the class was super noisy today and this is why we didn't get to this task, then yes, then they will start understanding like, okay, the consequence of being noisy, being disruptive is that we are not able to accomplish this. And then perhaps the next lesson, you can remind them like, oh, last lesson, we weren't able to accomplish all the things we need to in the agenda. So let's try to do it today and let's try to be less disruptive. So you need to um, pay attention how you note their behavior, especially if they are teenagers. You don't want to call them out on it in the class because it's kind of shameful. And, you know, teenagers are super sensitive, as we talked about in one of the previous recordings. So you need to address more of the issues, not the person, because you, if you address only the issue, then they will look at the problem and solve it more than if you point out their name. If you point out the name, then they will be more closed, they're not going to respond well, and they probably will on purposely rebel more the following next lesson, the following lesson. Um, since they feel like, oh, I'm getting more attention by uh, being disruptive, then the next lesson I'm going to do that again. So, but if you mention only the issue, their names are dropped out, for them it's like, well, there's no point, right? Um, looks like they're not calling out my name, so. I'm not going to do it again next time. I'm not getting any special attention for that. Yeah. Okay. So um, with the diaries, again, I, you can do it online and offline. Um, and what I you usually use, uh, what I use, use often now, it's Class Dojo, which gives them points. Um, gives them reward and minus their points. And I explained to them that um, these points, they reflect on their report cards. Because the good thing about Class Dojo is that the Dojo system, they collect your data. So any points you give them, it creates a special portfolio for the students. And then uh, towards the end of the semester, or maybe after a test, you can uh, click on one part where it says view report at all time, and it will give you a pie chart on the points that you've given them. So if they have a lot of red marks, their parents are going to pay a, a lot of attention to that. So you do that and give it to the parents and the parents look at how their uh, progress in general and also they can also see the red point and go like oh what's that what's that oh it's the behavior issue yeah and many times students they don't want their parents to know that they are doing bad in class so they they look at class dojo and go like oh I need to be very careful with my behavior because if I get those red points the red mark and my pie chart my parents are going to question me a lot so this is how you can begin with their behavior, uh, be begin teaching them how to monitor their own behavior. Okay, and how, of course, as I am showing you now, or as I am telling you now, uh, with diary and a very good management system, uh, for example, Class Dojo. 
Um, there's another one that is great for teens that's called Classcraft, but they don't uh, give you the, the report in a very nice chart. Um, they do, but you have to pay for it. So I prefer using Class Dojo even with teenagers. Um, and it works with teens, juniors, and kids. Uh, the really lovely thing about Class Dojo, even for offline class, is that um, you can give it, uh, well, if you trust your students. I usually trust my students, even if they are five years old. I give my phone to one kid, like one kid, and each kid gets my phone for 10 minutes. And during that 10 minutes, they are the teachers and they monitor their classmates and they give points to their classmates. And of course, they like to give points to themselves too. And this is why I call it munchkins versus munchkins. And when people misbehave, they also have the power to minus their points. And of course, if they misbehave, I tell them to minus their own point. And of course, they do it with kind of like a bubbly eye, but they still do it. And it's it's really nice. Um, so yeah, so that's how you can begin um, promoting their self-discipline skills. So that's kind of like learner's autonomy as well. Now, keeping the class under control is not um, too difficult also. Uh, connected with your lesson planning. So as long as your stages are great, then the learners aren't confused. And then they are able to keep up with your pace and manage their behavior because they completely won't have enough alone time to misbehave. Um, so how to do that? Uh, we need to implement some routines into the, into the class. And how we can do that is by uh, implementing uh, activities that they can do in the beginning of the class and at the end of the class, perhaps in the middle. And this is something that is repetitive. Uh, if not every lesson, at least like almost every week, there's one similar task for them to do, yeah? So routine is great. For juniors and teens, what I have here, yeah. So today I want to focus more on juniors and teens because previously I've talked a lot about very young learners and young learners. So today let's switch it, switch a little bit and talk more about teens and juniors. However, some of these activities can be used with kids too, depending on their level and depending on their maturity, depending on their cognitive abilities as well. So if you take a look, uh, there, these are the three types of activities I do with my young learners every lesson. So one of the activity is story teasers. So it's not the typical one that many teachers do like Kahoot, like running or board racing. I don't do that partly because I'm an online teacher. And another reason is because I want my learners to fall in love with the language uh, without any um, creative uh, activities around them. When I say creative activities, like uh, 
board games or anything like that. Uh, they're great on, on some days, but I feel that um, if I compare my students from this year to my previous year, is that I feel that my students this year have improved way more than the previous years when I was teaching offline classes. And I analyzed the things that I've done with them. And I came into conclusion that previously I've prepared a lot of games such as board games, running games, um, games that have a lot of stimulations, like they are great, you know, for language production and everything, but mm, it doesn't stay in their memory for that long. However, tasks such as these um, really get my learners to think more and therefore they improved much more as it stays in their uh, memory for a lot much longer time. So uh, one of them is story teasers, and this is something that I give them a very funny prompt, and they come up with three uh, sentences uh, to form it as a story. It doesn't have to be a long one, it can be really short, just like my student over here. Um, so it's like, with a hamster and I had three bubble clouds for her to fill it in and of course a prompt to get her started with. Um, and the second one is icebreakers. Uh, for my group classes, I always have icebreakers, even if they knew each other already, if they know each other already, or if they are friends, I still have icebreakers for them because icebreakers are very communicative. They get, they get people to talk more and with each other. And these icebreakers, it doesn't have to be the traditional one of like with simple questions, right? Like, do you like ice cream? Or are you playing games this Saturday? Um, those ones are good too. But what I like is I like to add personality quizzes to them. So it's the, the, the main idea behind it is for them to get to know each other better, but in a psychological way. <laughs> uh, and they enjoy this. So every lesson in the beginning of the lesson or at the end of the lesson, or even in the middle of the lesson, depending on the language point, they get such an, a task where they ask each other questions. And Another one I call I Spy. Uh, basically, I have a lot of pictures on mirror board. Um, I use any pictures. I use even pictures that is already in the mirror board because it's familiar for them and it's great for recycling the language. Um, and it's great for them to practice speaking. So with iSpy, it's I look at my mirror board and I move around my mouse, my board, and I look for one object and I say, I spy, and then I describe the picture and then they have to tell me uh, the vocabulary of it. You can do many things with pictures as well. And um, that's one of the great things about uh, using the mirror board and using the pictures that are there already. Um, but this is my favorite one. Okay, so these are the three tasks, three activities that I do with my learners every lesson as a routine. It helps them to activate their schemata 
and it helps them to think more and it's also a guide for them. In their mind, it's already like, okay, I already know what, know what to expect. The beginning of the lesson is this activity or maybe that activity. In the middle of the lesson, I'm going to get like some speaking, some icebreakers. And then towards the end of the lesson, I'm going to get this activity. So it's a guide for them. Uh, even teenagers, they need a guide, especially teenagers, actually, if you remember uh, what I talked about in the previous recording. Um, if not, so it's basically like teenagers' brain is not as developed as adults, even though they look much more mature. They are, they tend to be forgetful. So um, a lesson with routines also help uh, teenagers. It calms them down and it's less confusing for them, especially when they already have their hormones changing and they have no idea absolutely what is happening in their life. Um, this is perfect for them. Okay, so um, we are reaching our final, um, final slide in our presentation. And I want to talk about this book, Classroom Management That Works by Roberto J. Marzano. Basically over there, he has a lot of uh, ideas on how to manage the class better. And also he talks about uh, having students be more self-disciplined in a more in-depth way. And also he's done research. And so you can also check out the research that he has done and yeah. And also if you would like to try using those um, story teasers, you can also find a book that is called 300 Unique Story Starters for your speaking or writing. Um, and also for the icebreakers, you can use the book that is called Time Saver Personality Quizzes. So yes, that's the end of our presentation and hope to see you soon. Bye.